Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP gets kidnapped. Our next Reddit post is from Cautious Rabbits. My boyfriend's friends pretended to kidnap me for a proposal. I'm trembling right now. A week ago, my boyfriend told me that he had a camping trip planned with his friends on Friday, which is today. He said that he would have no cell phone service and he'd see me on Sunday. He messaged me at 5am this morning and told me they're hitting the road. Around 8am, I went for a run like I usually do on Fridays. I had one earbud in because I was on a work call. While I was running, I noticed an SUV that kept popping up. In hindsight, it looked just like the car of my boyfriend's childhood friend. I sent a message to my sister saying to stand by and I shared my location. Right after sending the message, I looked up and the SUV was right beside me and someone jumped out and grabbed me. It happened so fast, I even dropped my phone on the pavement. I was pulled into this car and I could tell there was at least two masked guys in the back before they covered my eyes. They had cartoonish ski masks and black gloves on. I freaked out and resisted like crazy, screaming and kicking. All I could hear was these guys laughing, and I could feel one of them holding me down by my arms behind me, and the other was holding my legs down at the knees. I don't know how long I was in there, but I kept begging them to let me go and crying. I even admit that I peed on myself but I don't think they noticed until we arrived at the house. They pulled me out of the car, and I was screaming for help until I was pulled into a house. When the mask on my head was removed, I was on my knees in front of my boyfriend of two years. He was staring at me with this confused look before he started to angrily ask his friends what was going on. As I started to adjust to what was going on, I realized my boyfriend was dressed nice and there was romantic decorations around the entryway to his house. I realized who he was and what was going on and collapsed into sobs. I probably had a 5 minute panic attack in that car on my way here and another one sitting in the entryway to his house. I was sweating, wearing pea covered yoga pants, flushed with fear and scared for my life. All of this happened about two hours ago. My boyfriend took me upstairs and was going to help me get me showered and changed, but I wanted to do it alone. I heard yelling and commotion downstairs while I showered, but I didn't know what was going on. After that, I was sitting in my boyfriend's room holding my shattered phone after crying to my sister about what happened. She lives one and a half hours away, but is speeding over to get me now. I can't stop thinking about what happened, and even though I know now that I was never in any danger, I don't think my brain can comprehend it. They were snickering and teasing me in deepened voices about what they were going to do to me. The one that was holding my legs down kept caressing my thighs up and down into the inner thigh area. When the car would break, his face kept falling into my chest. I don't even know who that was. I just know that one of them sounded unsure and kept trying to defuse the situation, but I think it was the driver. Yo, this is crazy, OP. I've heard stories of people kidnapping their friends as a joke, and they literally got jail time. Literally. Just because they intended to let you go at the end doesn't make it not assault and kidnapping. It's still assault and kidnapping. The one thing that's uncertain to me in this story is if the boyfriend was in on it. It seems to be the case that he was planning to propose to you, but you said that he was surprised when you showed up. So maybe he was thinking that they were just going to go pick you up like normal human beings and put you in the car and not kidnap you like psychopaths. 
Okay, well, OP posted an update, so hopefully we'll get some details. My sister arrived. She wants to take me to the police station now. I haven't spoken to my boyfriend yet, but I think there's more to this story than he knew about. I'll have to log off for a while. Then OP posted another update. I'm working with the police now. This is going to be investigated as a false imprisonment if I press charges. My sense of time was so warped. From where I was picked up to his house, I was only in the car for like 7 to 10 minutes. But it felt like way longer than that. As for the friends, the driver was his childhood best friend who I actually got along with well. He was in tears when he voluntarily arrived at the police station for a statement. The other two guys were friends from his athletics class that he started attending a few months ago. It seems like the two guys I didn't know wanted to do something that was otherwise supposed to be something more innocent. The original plan was for them to pop out of this car in their funny kidnapping attire and hand me a letter that explained I was being summoned by my boyfriend and resistance is futile. It seems like the plan changed when the two new friends wanted to shake me up a bit more and make it feel more real. And then Opie posted another update. I've had time to calm down after some long talks with my sister. We're going to meet up with my possibly ex-boyfriend for dinner tonight. He's been respectful of my request for space, but has been emotional whenever he thinks about what I went through this morning. His best friend contacted me repeatedly, apologizing for allowing it to get that far. But I asked for him to stop, and he did. That guy's fiancé has reached out and has been supportive and apologetic too. I'm astounded by the support that I've received here, and I wish that I could thank each of you individually. I've never had anyone other than my sister and boyfriend care for my mental well-being like this. Reddit is a very kind place sometimes. Down in the comments, I'm going to read this reply from Angry C because it really highlights the importance of what happened here. Former crisis worker here who's well-versed in trauma and trauma response. The part of your brain that kicks in when you're in a situation where you think you might die or be seriously harmed doesn't care if later you find out the situation wasn't as dire as you thought. One of the criteria for PTSD is to have been in a situation where you think you might die, not that you actually might have died. I wanted to point this out because I worry people will try to discredit what you went through since it was just a joke. You didn't know that at the time, and you experienced the trauma of someone who had actually been kidnapped, even though technically you were kidnapped. My friend had to quit her job because they went into lockdown over a possible shooter. It ended up being fine, there was no gun, and the threat was actually minimal, but the hours that she spent hiding thinking she was about to die gave her PTSD. I wish you well, and I'm glad that you have your sister with you. Yeah, that's like the core issue with pranks, is even if you don't intend to harm someone, you might actually still end up harming them anyways. And that's kind of how our legal system works. You can't be like, oh, well, I didn't mean to shoot you in the chest, even though I did actually shoot you in the chest, so I don't deserve punishment. No, we have a word for that. It's manslaughter. You still go to jail for it. So, in my opinion, OP, you should 100% press charges. These two guys, they deserve to be in jail. Apparently, these two guys are just like, you know what would be really funny? What if we traumatize this girl and molested her when she's tied down and helpless and screaming and peeing her pants? That sounds like a fun way to spend my Friday. You know, these people are psychopaths. They're nuts. Some people might say that the friend who was driving doesn't deserve to go to jail, but I'm not buying it, man.
Just because he's remorseful after he committed the crime, whatever. Whatever. I do not care. Of course the fiancé of the guy who was driving was calling to give you support because she doesn't want her man to go to jail when he deserves to go to jail. Also, you know what's doubly messed up about this is the boyfriend is also a victim here. Now, don't get me wrong, the girl is like a hundred million times more the victim, but this guy came up with a stupid, goofy plan to propose, and his friends took it to this extreme, far, messed up, psychotic place, and now his girlfriend is traumatized, and he lost three of his friends, because of course you have to lose those friends, because how could you continue to be friends with them? Jail, OP. Put them all in jail. Our next Reddit post is from Stepping Stones. I left my husband the day after our youngest child moved out. My husband says that I've deceived him all these years. I'm a 49-year-old woman, and my husband, who's 51, cheated on me. It was 10 years ago when I got a call from school saying that our youngest child, who was 9 at the time, was sick and had to go home. When we arrived, I heard them in our bedroom. I panicked and made loud noises to let them know that they weren't alone and that our daughter was with me. I'm crying writing this. I still cry whenever I remember that day. The first year after that was the hardest on me. I felt so insignificant and inadequate, ugly and undesirable. We started therapy, and my husband promised to do anything to make it work again. We moved apartments and bought new furniture, and I started a new habit of changing the sheets every night before bed. All of this wasn't as effective as this one morning when I woke up and realized that I wasn't in love with my husband anymore. After this realization, everything seemed easier moving forward. I just saw him as a roommate and a great support for raising the kids. A good friend. We love our kids, and we want the best for them. For the next 10 years, we hardly ever fought, and we raised three beautiful, happy, and successful young people. When I realized that I didn't love him anymore, I also stopped caring if he did it again. That was one of my nightmares in the beginning, but I didn't care anymore as long as I slept in clean sheets every night. Around Christmas, our youngest daughter, who's now 19, got her first contract for her own apartment. That's when I knew I was free. I also set in motion my plans of moving out and getting my divorce. I found myself an apartment too, and I thought that my husband could live in our old apartment until we settled everything up. When I told him and handed him the divorce papers, he was in shock. And when I moved out the day after my daughter moved out, he was even more shocked and distraught. Now he's telling me that I've been deceiving him all these years, acting like I was fine when I wasn't. Meanwhile, he's lived in regret for every day for how he's hurt me. He says that I'm cold and calculated and vindictive. I don't agree with any of these accusations. I don't see things that way. I saw it as me doing the best with what I was dealt to make a happy and content life for our kids, our whole family really, and I think that I succeeded. What more could anyone ask of me? After that, people asked OP, wait, did you two just not passionately hug at all for the next 10 years? And OP explains, yeah, we still passionately hugged. It started two to three years later. We used protection because I wouldn't let him touch me without it. I said we hardly ever fought, but if we did, it was about passionate hugging and condoms. Also, it went from two to three times a week to two to three times a year. In my mind, if he cheated when we were very intimate and active, then he was probably cheating now. It bothered me less and less as the years went on. I don't know how long they were sleeping together. I don't know who she was, and I never wanted to know. 
I just saw her the one time, and that was the only thing that I didn't want to know when we were in therapy. I don't know if he still slept with her or others. I just assumed he did because it was easier for me to expect the worst. I never said I love you to him again. That was something we used to say often before. He continued saying it and always told me that he would wait for me to say it back. Cool. I like it how this guy thinks that everything is totally fine. Meanwhile, you won't say I love you. You barely touch him. Your intercourse has plummeted. You change the sheets every night. It looks like you're absolutely disgusted to be in the same room with him. And this guy thinks that everything is fine. And he gets upset at you for deceiving him for 10 years, but it's totally fine for him to deceive you and pound some other girl. What a terrible husband this guy is. Our next Reddit post is from French Bread. A good friend of mine broke up with her boyfriend of six years after she discovered that he was cheating. She's recently decided to get back into dating, but she wanted the first date to be a double date for her own comfort. Her date was completely on board with this, and those two invited me and my husband. We met at the restaurant. My husband and I arrived first, and my friend showed up soon after. Before her date arrived, my husband made a comment to her. That dress looks so elegant on you. The color's unique. Now, here's the thing about my husband and his family. They give compliments. It's never sexual or over the top, but they'll all occasionally give nice comments to people they know and trust, regardless of gender. And they do it sensibly, in my opinion. Also, it's not always a compliment about appearances. It's one of the things that attracts me to him. The dinner went well, we thought. My friend's date seemed to hit it off with her. But the next day, my friend texted me this. You need to tell your husband to stop making comments about other women. That's how affairs start. I told her I disagreed, and she responded. As someone who is cheated on, trust me, I know. I can't believe you're okay with your husband looking at my dress. I was pissed off for you. I told her that if she's uncomfortable with him complimenting her, then she can tell him herself and that he'll respect her boundary and wishes. She replied with, I roll emoji. Don't come crying to me when you catch him with another woman. Red flag emoji. I'm at a complete loss for how to approach this. And then OP posted an update. My husband now knows. Over breakfast, I showed him the text messages. Initially, he just said, what the hell? But then he reread them, and I think it got to him a little because his facial expression got more serious and attentive. Then he said, that's disgusting. You know that I'd never cheat or compliment someone to cheat, right? I told him, yes, of course. He said, that's all that matters. Don't smell what she's stepping in. She can work on that in therapy. Wow, okay, one thing is super clear about this post, your friend is not ready for dating OP. I can't really be too mad at her necessarily because obviously if you're in a six-year relationship and you find out the guy is porking some other woman, then that's going to leave some wounds that's going to take some time to heal. I'm not really excusing her behavior because her lashing out at your husband was inappropriate. I'm just saying I get it. It's really telling that she thinks that he's trying to cheat with her and not just boost her confidence right before a date. Her first time dating someone new in six years, obviously he was trying to boost her confidence. Also, I gotta say real quick, every time I post one of these videos, I go down to the comments afterwards and I see people saying, oh, r slash, I love your videos so much. Well, I know what you're doing and I'm onto you and I want you to know I'm happily married and taken, so cut it out. You think just because you compliment me and say that you like my videos that I'm gonna abandon my family? Well, think again, buster.
That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.